MC Lobshire, the host of the Cash Ninja podcast and also the president and chief wealth and investment strategist of Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate cash flow banking, also known as infinite banking, with their business and investments. If you're interested in learning more about how we create strategies that integrate cash flow banking and investments to turbocharge them, you can access a video series at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Here is your host inside the dojo, MC Laubscher. Hello, Cashflow Ninjas. MC Lobster here, and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. I have a great show for you today, and in today's show, I'm joined by a former counterintelligence agent that will share how to vet businesses and opportunities. My guest in today's episode is Justin Reckler. Justin has over 13 years of experience and advanced training as an Army counterintelligence special agent and Army soldier. He is a subject matter expert in tactical questioning, surveillance, counter-espionage, threat and vulnerability assessments, and investigative techniques. He is the leader in cryptocurrency due diligence and education, and is the co-founder of CryptoBit Verified, the first cryptocurrency vetting provider. In addition to his work with the Lucius Dollar and the companies he founded, Justin is on the board of directors for two nonprofits. He brings his honed investigative skills from the government sector and delivers them to the boardroom to help business owners protect their two most valuable assets, time and money. Are you an investor looking for passive cash flow but don't have the time to explore your options? Discover Real Estate. It's the best option for passive income that savvy investors have been turning to for years to generate income and build wealth. But the reality is real estate investing takes expertise, market knowledge, and time. So what do you do if you don't have the time or market knowledge? Discover how many business investors have found a way to generate cash flow from real estate investing. Their secret? They partner with proven private real estate investment funds. Four Peaks Capital Partners have created a system that allows accredited investors the opportunity to invest in undervalued assets to generate passive income and capital gains. Invest with the cash flow experts and sit back while Four Peaks does all the work. Call Four Peaks Capital Partners at 877-5-INCOME. That's 877-5-INCOME or go to privateincomeinvesting.com. An offer to buy or sell securities is only made by a private placement memorandum. Prospective investors must read the PPM in its entirety before making an investment decision. Justin, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Really, really great to connect. Can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with my listeners? Absolutely, absolutely. My uh, my wife and I are both former counterintelligence agents with the U.S. government, uh, and for the last seven years, we've operated and run a corporate counterintelligence firm, providing risk mitigation and due diligence service to, services to small and medium sized business owners. Uh, we're big proponents on due diligence and um, uh, you know helping people navigate the business world and the cryptocurrency world to make sure that they are. Not not eliminating their risk, but mitigating their risk so they can make smart, educated decisions so they don't get ripped off. 
You know, I'm really excited about this because uh, I, when I came across uh, you and the work that you guys are doing, I was very excited to have you on the show because this is so, so important right now, especially in the digital age. It doesn't take much quite to create a really, really nice website, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and pretend to be someone that you're not to take advantage of. And I'm sure there's, there's, a, there's a lot of that going on just in the spaces that we operate as well. Uh, being the investment space and then also the business space. But before we jump into all of those nice and juicy uh, conversation and, and, and questions, how did a uh, counterintelligence play into this? What was sort of the role that you and your wife, uh, what were some of the, th the things that you did in, within the counterintelligence space and, and how did th this translate over to the business world for you? I, I love that question. It's, um, it's been such a, an amazing journey for us. Uh, we left government back in 2011. We were both contractors, but prior to that, we both had uh, careers as agents. Uh, my wife uh, was really, she got to, my wife got to do the super sexy stuff. You know, she can outshoot me, she can outdrive me. Uh, and she spent a, a large portion of her career doing investigations and surveillance on individuals that were committing espionage against the United States. Um, my career has been more overseas in Afghanistan and Iraq, uh, gathering information from people who could provide us with intel for our own intelligence gathering needs. Uh, we actually met at the counterintelligence special agents course, teaching new agents the skill set, and um, got bit by the entrepreneur bug back in 2011 and realized that we uh, wanted to put some good out into the world and, and really break out of that government sector. And so we, we started off to, uh, you know, we wanted to be corporate, uh, corporate leaders, corporate leader trainers and so forth. And then when the people in the business world found out about our experiences as agents, they said, no, you can't, be, you can't do corporate training. You, you have to do for us what you did for the government. And uh, we resisted for a little bit, but our first client convinced us uh, that it was important. And sure enough, um, some of the work that we ended up doing for that first client, uh, some of the fraud and scam that we uncovered in the business world uh, rivaled some of the stuff that we had seen uh, in the espionage cases that we had studied and looked at and were a part of. And um, we realized that we had a skill set that could really provide some uh, helpful tools and resources to business owners and helping them mitigate their risk. And I think to date, we've saved our clients over $50 million dollars uh, in bad, in potential bad decision making, uh, and um, you know, we're very passionate about helping uh, business owners and entrepreneurs navigate the business world, uh, so they don't get taken care of, advantage of, so they don't get ripped off. Because I, I myself firmly believe that um, you know, entrepreneurs, and business owners are the ones that are going to change the world, and they can't do that if they are being ripped off and scammed. Absolutely. And I almost had a smile on my face when you said, you know, when you went from the espionage world to the business world, you're like, man, this is crazy. This is even worse. I had a mentor of mine that had a similar experience when he was in the military. He's like, you know, uh, when he was overseas, he goes, at least there you knew where the enemy was, right? <laughs> yeah. oh my God. And it's con artists and scam artists. And it's just, it's a, it's an ocean full of it, right? Uh, a sea full. Yeah, absolutely. It's huge. I mean, 
the amount of fraud and scam that we uncover on on an annual basis is just it's it's unreal. You know, we get to see the the underbelly of of the business world, and you know, with uh, the new, uh, you know, we recently opened up a new vertical for our business in the cryptocurrency space. Uh, and just the last year alone, we've uncovered over 350 fraud and scams just in the cryptocurrency space alone. Uh, not not including uh, all the other regular stuff that we see with people raising capital and hiring service providers and, and all of it. Uh, you know, it is really, um, there's a lot more to the frauds and scams than, than uh, a lot of people realize. And then, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I heard somebody say, wow, I wish I would have known you three months ago, um, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd be a billionaire at this point. And, um, you know, it's really, um, it's really important that people stop and, and take a look at who they're getting involved with to make sure they know who they're getting involved with and that they are legit and can actually do what they say they can do. And they're not just some 15-year-old kid sitting in his mom's basement with a pretty website. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's uh, let's jump into uh, things that we have to take into consideration when looking at business opportunities, investments, because a lot of my listeners are exposed to folks raising capital, business opportunities, uh, maybe investing in businesses and uh, giving their money to people and financial institutions. So what are some of the things that they can take into consideration um, with that in mind uh, uh, as far as doing their due diligence? Absolutely. So for, for us, it always comes back down to the people. And, and the questions that are being asked, the, the, the biggest issue most people have is, is that, or business owners have especially, is that one, they typically make decisions from an emotional place because they like the person, they've enjoyed the conversation uh, and, and so forth. And they don't stop to take a look at, they don't know what they don't know, right? right. Uh, because in our experience, business deals don't go bad because the contracts weren't written well. They don't go bad because the numbers don't add up. They go bad because of the people behind the, those numbers, behind those agreements. And so it's really stopping and take a look at, okay, who have you done this for? How many times have you done it? Uh, is there any complaints? Is there any scams or any frauds out there? Um, and, and we break it down into two different sectors, two different sections of due diligence. We have the what we call the intuitive due diligence and the mechanical due diligence. And the intuitive due diligence piece is the, do you like the person? Do you get along? Are you, you know, are you going to be able to communicate? Right. And that's great. And when you, but the problem is, is when you only make a decision from that place, you typically find out three months later, four months later, or in, you know, three or four months into the business deal that, um, you know, they can't deliver. They don't meet deadlines. They're unable to produce. And, and now that, that be, that's a, that's a potential risk. Uh, and, because they didn't do, uh, you know, because they didn't do the mechanical due diligence. And so then you've got other people that do the mechanical due diligence and they look into the business history and their aptitude and the team they put around, but then they never do the intuitive due diligence. And they realize that three weeks into the business relationship, the person's a jerk. They don't communicate. They never return emails. And now you're having to start over from scratch again. So you, you really have to do both the intuitive and the mechanical piece. And so for us, it's always comes back down to the business and, and, rec and looking at we, what, we, what we like to do is we like to take things into what we consider the whole person concept. And it's based from our experience in the counterintelligence field. And that's taking all of the information, looking at all the information, digging deep, recognize, okay, what, 
what do you know, what do, what don't you know, and what do you need to know to make an educated decision to move forward? And oftentimes that requires getting somebody outside of your project to have eyes on somebody that's not emotionally attached to the outcome of the project or the business deal to give you a different perspective on what the potential risks are. Because oftentimes if you make a decision over here in A, it has an impact in B and C. But if you're too close to the decision with hopes and dreams of what the expect- and expectations of what the outcome in A is going to be, it's difficult to see some of those hidden risks so you don't know what questions to ask. And so for those that are getting into business, that are getting into business deals and, and whether it be in crypto space or in the cryptocurrency space or, or regular business world, it's, it's stopping and, and asking, okay, what do I need to know in order to make an educated decision and, and play the what if game? What if it doesn't work out? You know, absolutely. And the the other thing too that you mentioned is the emotional side of it because you get you get a project going, you're getting very excited about it, you're all in on this. You just have to find that perfect other team member, and all of a sudden, no, oh, this guy's great. He's gonna fit in. It'll just be nice to have this extra set of eyes looking at the unseen and knowing what's going on. Now, a quick. You know, a quick internet search is very, very, you know, base level. <laughs> Background search uh, searches also, but that doesn't really get the full full picture. What? Um, because it only scrapes certain elements of uh, of the of the internet. Correct. What are some of the things that, what, that you guys do differently too to bring the whole picture together? Well, I, I love that question because it's one of those things. A lot of people come up to us and go, "Oh, you do background checks." It, well, to an extent, yes, background checks are definitely part of our process. Um, and, you know, we advocate for transparency and everything, uh, especially from the relationship building side of the house, because, um, you know, the transparency expedites trust. And if you're working with somebody who's not be willing to be transparent with their business history, their business dealings, and I'm not talking about giving up IP or, you know, anything that's under an NDA or anything, but, you know, just from a, you know, are they willing to be open and transparent about how they operate, who they've operated with, the good, the bad, the ugly, and otherwise? Uh, and do they take ownership in what shows up, uh, or are they just pointing fingers and laying blame? You know, one of our one of our favorite things to do is is to, you know, we have our team go out and look for all the good reviews, all the bad reviews, and then if there are bad reviews, you know, advising our clients to go back and say, you might want to ask about this negative review. One, are they even aware? That it, that it exists, because oftentimes people aren't even aware that they've got negative reviews on them. Uh, and two, if they are, if there are negative reviews on them, how, how do they respond to, uh, to the fact that there is? And do they lay blame? Do they, res- did they, did they respond to the negative review? Um, or do they take some ownership in the part and role that they played from that client service provider relationship that obviously generated and resulted in a negative review. And that speaks volumes to to the person that they're looking into. And so one of the things we like to do is we, we take all things into consideration. And it's not so much a background check as as it is a an, an assessment of the business and the people that we're looking into and vetting to determine whether or not they're an actually uh, whether or not they're actually a good fit for your business and what they're actually, what you're actually bringing them into your business to do. And if it's an opportunity that you're investing in or wanting to be a part of, is the investment a good fit for you on your own risk mitigation levels? You know, does that opportunity have the team behind it to 
generate the level of success in which they're they're you know they're they're claiming that they're going to achieve, or is this their first time out of the gate and they're talking you know a gazillion dollars and it they've never built anything prior to that. Now you've also spoken about risk mitigation as kind of a combo with the due diligence. What do you mean by risk mitigation, and what are some of the strategies? I love I, risk mitigation is one of my favorite terms because we get a lot of people that come up to us. And if I'm talking about a particular business or a particular opportunity, I often find myself have uh, find myself having to uh, uh, caveat the fact that you know this opportunity isn't vetted because oftentimes people will see, oh, the former counterintelligence guy is talking about this business. He's talking about this opportunity. Therefore, it must be legit and it must be a good fit. And that's not always the case. We talk a lot about you know, a lot of things in generalities and exploring concepts and business opportunities and so forth. Um, and, you know, what your risk mitigation level is different than somebody else's risk mitigation level. And risk mitigation is uh, part of that due diligence process. And it's not risk mitigation is literally it's not a lot of people confuse risk mitigation with with risk elimination and. You know, anybody that's been in the business world, investing and so forth, understands that without risk, there are no gains. And the whole purpose of due diligence and, and what we do with our with our firm is to help people mitigate those risks so they understand and have a clear picture of what it is they're getting involved with so they can decide whether or not they actually want to move forward with it. Because there's nothing more damaging, ego-hurting, bank account hurting, then pulling the trigger and decision three months later, knowing that you didn't ask enough questions and the opportunity fails. You're listening to Justin Rickler on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. We'll be right back off to a word from our sponsor. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. Blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies will not only disrupt money, but every industry on the planet. These new innovations and technologies will affect every area of your life in the future. The cryptocurrency course teaches you everything that you need to know about getting started and profiting with cryptocurrencies and includes expert training from the top crypto experts in the world. You'll learn how to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrencies, how to safely store your crypto, how to become a sound investor, even if you're just a beginner, and how to apply blockchain technology to your business. You can watch a free crypto masterclass and grab the crypto course at cashflowninja.com forward slash crypto course. You're listening to Justin Reckler on the Cashflow Ninja podcast and now back to our interview. What are some of the most common questions that people should think about in asking? I mean, this might be you, and I know some of my listeners might be hearing some of this and going, well, you know, that's, that's kind of like pretty standard, but it's sometimes questions that people don't, they really do fail to ask very, very commonsensical almost uh, questions. Well, yeah, and, and, and the reason for that is, is because when you're entering into a relationship, 
you know, you're, you're building that relationship. So it becomes personal. Uh, you know, you, you really like the person. Uh, and oftentimes, just by human nature, we don't ask certain questions because there's a fear that if we ask these types of questions, that the person we're asking them to is going to think that we don't trust them. And we, you know, just by, by human nature, we want people to trust us. We want people to think that we trust them. Uh, we want to be helpful. And when that gets in the way and, and you don't have that level of self-dominion or awareness of the fact that you're not asking those questions, that's what really opens up individuals and business owners to risk. Uh, and so some of those questions that you can be asking are, and again, like you said, they're, 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 they're fairly common sense questions, but it's things like, you know, how, who have you done this for? How many clients have you have you served? Uh, one of our favorite examples is to use uh, website designers because just the amount of uh, uh, fraud and scam that we see in the website design industry, and it's not so much um, you know they're not a- actually out there scamming people, but it's more ineptitude. They don't have the business aptitude to be able to actually deliver on what it is that they say they do. And so, stopping and asking questions like, "How many websites have you built?" What are those URLs? And if they come back and they say, well, you know, it's a, here's a, a hundred websites that I've done and they're only able to deliver three URLs, well, there's an incongruency there. And, um, you know, who, who, who can I talk to? Have you, have you built a website using a shopping cart? And it really starts with identifying what you want, what you need to know about the person that's providing the service or what the opportunity is entailing, and then asking the questions that are going to give you some peace of mind in knowing what you're getting involved with. And here's the, here's the key to it. If the business deal doesn't play out in your mind like a movie, you don't have enough information. Very, very, very powerful. Now let's dive into, we've gone to the, from the sea or in the ocean of, uh, of, of, of interesting characters to a space that's uh, that's even more interesting and more 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 wild wild west ish the crypto space. Oh. I talk about a space because um, it was uh, up until recently. I guess the the regulations are being looked at, but it's still very very uh, few regulations in there. Can you talk about how this uh, cryptocurrency blockchain space how this plays into the new economy and what are some of the risks associated with it? Oh, I, I, you, do you have a week? Episode on its own, right? Yeah, that's, that's a whole another episode, but let's, uh, we can definitely dive into that. It's, it's, um, the cryptocurrency space is intriguing. You know, there are so many people that are just learning about cryptocurrency. You know, I think there's less than five, oh, at the time of this recording, there's less than, you know, I think less than 5% of people that are, are even aware of what Bitcoin is. And I, I'm amazed. I hop into a, uh, an Uber, you know, from the airport and, you know, somebody, they ask you, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, you know, I work with cryptocurrency. And they go, oh, what's that? And they have no clue. They've never heard of it. And, uh, you know, for me, that's, it's, it's amazing, but it's, it's a good reminder that it's still brand new. And it's for, for me, cryptocurrency is all about um, self-dominion. It really represents that self-dominion piece and true financial freedom, and, and it's really giving people the opportunity uh, to have some self-dominion over their own financial well-being and breaking out of a system that a lot of people agree that 
it, it's failing. You know, fiat no longer works, and and all the complexities of fractional banking and so forth. Uh, and, and cryptocurrency is really giving people the opportunity to to take some self control over over their own financial well being. And unfortunately, because of such, it's also calling out all the fraudsters and scamsters. Um, because they're preying on people's ignorance of the technology. They're preying on people's ignorance of money and how it works. Uh, you know, there, we saw so many people that got involved with Bitcoin back in, you know, the end of December when it was on the upswing around $17,000, you know, $18,000, whatever it was. And then they freaked out when it bottomed out uh, down back down to, you know, where at the levels of where it's at now. And, they got involved solely because of the hype, solely because they heard the news talking about it and they didn't do their due diligence. They didn't understand it. And the slew of frauds and scams and opportunities that came from that big hype was, uh, was literally unprecedented. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, today we've uncovered over 350 frauds and scams and, and we're adding anywhere between five and 10 new frauds and scams to our, to our red flag list a week um but you know it's at the same time it's exciting it's fun uh and it's one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing is to help educate people uh on bitcoin on cryptocurrency on blockchain uh so they can mitigate those risks uh because it truly is not only going to create a whole new level of financial freedom for people but it is going to revolutionize the way business gets done you know, it's uh, it's really exciting stuff. Um, as you mentioned, I I couldn't agree with you more. And it's still in its infancy, um, and uh, but very very you have to trade very very careful. There's a lot of great projects out there, but as you mentioned, a lot a lot of frauds. Um, what are some of the things that everyday people can do um, with regards to to generating cash flow? And can the average person you know, it, will there be a stage? Can they do it now? Will, can they create? Can they create cash flow from crypto? Oh, absolutely! I mean, the, the the amount of legitimate opportunities that are out there exist as well, and it's not all bad. I mean, uh, the, the the biggest misconception about cryptocurrency is that it's magic money. It's no different than any other currency out there. It's just in a whole new medium, right? And the biggest misconception around cryptocurrency and creating cash flow that exists that we see is that it's going to magically work like nothing else and that you can invest one bitcoin and 30 days later you're going to get five bitcoin back just financially speaking mathematically speaking computing power speaking that's just unrealistic and so one of the biggest things the best things that people could do is is one understand how cryptocurrency works, why it works, how it works, and start to understand what the realistic rates of return are from getting involved in a cryptocurrency opportunity and, and recognize that you can cash flow. And there's some great opportunities out there, some phenomenal projects out there that you can get involved with right now from an investment opportunity. And first off, I'm not a financial advisor. <laughs> you know, um, I like to caveat that because a lot of people, when they, when they talk to us, you know, they take it and they take it full hearted. They're like, oh, okay, I'm going to get invested. And I said, I don't, I don't tell people to invest in things. Uh, but it's really is the, team behind it 
make sense? Does the business opportunity make sense? Is this an actual huge opportunities to get involved with some really good projects out there that, you know, you can get involved for pennies on the dollar, whether or not you're day trading or swing trading or, you know, doing it yourself or have any cryptocurrency and a great way to cash the cryptocurrency markets are so volatile that, you know, I mean, just two days ago, Bitcoin had an 11% gain. That's a great rate of return and a great way to cash flow. And I don't believe that we're going to see that level of volatility in the long run. I think we're going to see an evening out of the next three to five years. But right now, it's a, it's a great way to leverage some really big returns and cash flow from the investment side of the house. Now, uh, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations, and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? So I just love that question because um, we're raising an eight-year-old, and she has been an entrepreneur since she was two years old. Uh, and she just recently gave her third keynote speech uh, in front of a very large audience. And, um, you know, that money piece is uh, fleeting. You know, what's more important, in my opinion, is is that mindset, is that piece of, um, you know, how do you think about things? How do you approach the world? And for us, uh, for my, myself and my wife, it's all about, uh, you know, our own personal evolution and taking a look at things that show up in our reality, in our world, in our business, and recognizing that really how you look at things and how you view things is really what determines how you experience life. And that money is just just a tool. And um, really recognizing that having a positive outlook on life, staying focused on what you're doing, being committed and showing up fully in everything and, and building relationships with people is more important in, than, than putting money in the bank. And while, yes, that's something that you need to do, there's so much more that you can achieve with the right relationships when you've dealt with your own stuff and you face that, it, you, are, you become you know, you literally become so powerful that no matter what gets thrown your way, you can manage it. But most people go through life not willing to take a look at the role that they play and what they've created, that money never comes. And when you put good out into the world and you do from a do do from a place of just service and wanting to help people, the money just magically shows up. Very, very powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Justin, where can my listeners uh, learn more about you, the services that you uh, and your company provides, and where can they follow you and stay involved with all the projects that you're involved with? Absolutely. So they can find us at clearbusinessdirectory.com. On that page, you'll find stuff for all of our cryptocurrency services and betting services. Uh, And they can also find us uh, on Facebook under the Facebook, it's a free Facebook group that we run called Cryptocurrency Due Diligence. It's the only one by the name. You'll see one of our branding on there called Crypto Bit Verified. Uh, it's a free group. Come join us. Uh, we're keeping our finger on the pulse. We've got vetted opportunities and lots of different 
cryptocurrency education. And there's a lot of people in that group that are, that are brand new, that are just learning. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're providing trusted embedded resources and solid information to help people make educated decisions on whether or not crypto is a good fit for them or not. Fantastic. Justin, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and knowledge and providing so much value on this uh, super, super important topic. Uh, couldn't have come at a better time. Appreciate uh, connecting my friend and having you on. Thanks, MC. I appreciate the time. Are you having a hard time finding great investment properties? Unfortunately, the best deals are rarely found locally. Successful investing begins with the right properties in the right markets. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best deals across the United States. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly cash flow. Learn how to find the best deals by downloading your free copy of The Ultimate Guide to Passive Real Estate Investing at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. Thank you for joining me again on the Cashflow Ninja. Thank you for all your support. You rock. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with family, friends, and your network. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can sign up for our newsletter at CashflowNinja.com or text CashflowNinja to 44222. I'm also posting daily videos on Facebook and YouTube and will live stream weekly starting May 2018. To make sure you don't miss any of the live streams, please like and subscribe to my Facebook and YouTube platforms. I'm also dropping content on Instagram daily. Be sure to follow us on Instagram to get in on the action. I want to thank you for spending your most precious resource with me today, your time. That's our show for today. Until next time, live a life of passion and purpose on your terms. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.